I'm Sam. I'm Adam. And you're listening to episode 15 of the PM Metal Ooh, Guide podcast. What are we talking about today? Uh, well, we're talking about a few things. We're talking about why um, the power metal genre or subgenre, I guess, is not our favorite in any aspect. Um, and we're going to discuss sort of why that's the case um, in detail. Um, but that's our primary topic. We January is a slow month. We got, we don't have a lot of really, really, really <laughs> hot topics. Um, so we're going to be scrambling for time and for topics uh, in the next coming month. But... That's fine. Yeah, we got Coma Ecliptic Cast next week. We Don't do sleep have on that. That's true. We do have the Coma Ecliptic Cast, the big one. Adam's yeah, finally you're gonna. gonna <laughs> you're gonna listen to it for though. the second time. <laughs> I, it's gonna be it's gonna be an event. Be here for that. But, but before that, uh, before that. What, what have you been listening to this week? Well, honestly, a, a decent amount. I see um, we, four Taylor Swift albums. How's how's your girl? We can start with ev- the album on everyone's mind. Whole lot of red. Jump at the house. Jump at the house. Um, jump at the house. Jump at the house. Jump at that bitch. Did you talk about whole lot of red last week, or am I crazy? Yeah, no. I, I said it was. I said it's kind of like the room of rap. It's a genius. Right. It's amazing, um, but it shouldn't be. I don't know. I'm yeah. impre- I like it. <laughs> so, I listened to it twice. And the first time I listened to it, dude, I, dude, <laughs> I, I, I could like, and I think this is pretty consensus wise. I think everyone sort of gets this, but the first three, the, the first three tracks are fucking abysmal. Dude, like, what do you it, mean? Rockstar no, made it so good. No, they're all, they're all, they're all shit, dude. I, I cannot listen to them. Never too much. It's just never too much. Oh, and I, honestly, I still feel this way even after a few more, a few listens. This album is so fucking long, and it doesn't deserve to be. <laughs> dude, it, it what just, do you mean? It just—it's it, an dude, hour it's real vamp mode. Dude, it's so <laughs> repetitive. Some of the tracks <laughs> are pretty interesting and good. Like, look, I understand Cardi has talent, but <laughs> I. I don't, I don't see it on whole lot of red, dude. I, Adam's I a whole lot, of, dude. Adam, you got absolutely filtered by whole lot of red, dude. You've maybe, just been pleb filtered by the biggest pleb filter of look, 2020. Maybe it's just because I like Mario Judas eight minute EP ten <laughs> times more than this record, be purely because of the energy and not even originality, just drive to perform and create something. That I don't know engages. Uh, I think from like a technical standpoint, Mario Judas albums like better, but it's kind of amazing that Cardi's record is good in spite of like everything being atrocious. I don't know. I really like it. I I gotta stop myself from listening to it because if I listen to it like one more time, it's gonna be my most listened to album of all time. On yeah, because Last there's FM. so many goddamn tracks. <laughs> yeah, because there's 24 tracks. It's so stupid. It's so long. There's so many ideas crammed into this hour. It just. It feels so well, bloated. It's really, just, it's really just one idea. Repeat it over and I mean, over th- th- again. That's not it. But all right. And I'm not a fan of that idea. And this still holds true to the Adam hates trap train. Yeah, but Adam, why are you racist, dude? Adam hates trap. You just, and don't, like, you just don't like African-American art, clearly. The, clearly. Clearly. K-I-N-G-V-A-M-P. 
Beside yeah, that point, I don't think Mar I don't think Whole Lot of Red by Playboy Cardi is. I don't think it's a bad album, but it's certainly not for me. And wow, was it difficult for me to get through twice because of purely this track length alone. Like there are like some real bangers on here. Like without a doubt, dude. Vamp anthem, <laughs> vamp anthem. Like. I don't know. Dude, what about no sleep, bro? When I go to sleep, I dream about murder. <laughs> I don't know. Some of these tracks are funny. Some of these tracks make me question why I'm listening to the record in the first place. And I think my favorite track is New Neon. Yeah. I, really like I don't remember what that one sounds like. It's good. But, but beside that, In the greater music world, one in the metal world. Uh, MF Doom, Daniel Dumile, uh, legendary jazz rap, NYC underground, Goat died uh, at 49, and Alexi Laiho of uh, Children of Bodom died at age 41, I think, like yesterday. Which Not sucks. fair. Not fair to go into the new year with two pretty big deaths. Yeah, I mean, obviously one is a little more niche, but I mean, uh, I, I want to talk. So I'd never listened to Children of Bodom until today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I listened to their landmark 2000 record. Uh, isn't it Follow the Reaper, I think? Mm -hmm. It's the one that everyone likes. Yes. And like that three like de uh, metalcore bands are named after. And uh, so Rip Alexi, I've never obviously been a big Children of Bodom fan. I think we've memed on them a fair amount in the past, but. Just sucks, man. Just sucks. No, it is. It, it, above all else, it is not fair to see someone die so young who certainly did not deserve it. Yeah, and I mean, I know, like, granted, we are big fans, but his music meant a lot to a lot of people. And holy shit, dude, listening to Follow the Reaper, like, more than anything else, I just hear, like, the influence. Mm. Like, because it, it's like, it's mellow de or melodic death metal slash power metal. And it literally sounds like Dragon Force, except with harsh vocals. Right. And But also, like, I get so much melodic metalcore out of it, too. Like, one of the songs is named Every Time I Die, and the group Every Time I Die is named after that. Uh, and it just kind of sounds like that that whole, like, melodic metalcore wave, except with all harsh vocals. And right. it's uh, it's pretty, like, it's really fun. If I like the style of music, I definitely enjoy it more. But, uh, oh, my God, the key tones are just abysmal. <laughs> and it's really cheesy it's really major key it's really like over the top and alexi's uh the vocal mixing on his vocals is just bizarre like it sounds really weird like they sound oddly buried but they're the focus of a lot of songs i don't know look the music's not for me there are some bangers i'm sure if i listened to it a lot i'd, I'd have more fun with it but nonetheless it just it sucks that you know uh, like gosh i was reading like uh matthew heafy mm -hmm. um from trivium posted about it and like we probably wouldn't get so many like guitar shredders in the modern day without him. Like no, here's yes, a, here's the guitar hero for a generation. 
And absolutely for another part of the world. I mean, sure, we have like, you know, Van Halen, but I mean, I guess that 2000s generation and especially those who were in that sort of scene can only rely on. The oh, yeah. No, they were gigantic, dude, in Scandinavia. They were huge. Yeah. So, it's like this crazy video of them playing Holinsky, Finland at tw- at midnight and it's like right as day and there's like uh, like 10,000 people in the crowd or I don't know. It's cool. They're definitely really big in Europe and Helsinki. You know what? I'm sorry, I don't I'm not a Scandinavia boo. Damn. A Scandinavia boo. A Scandinavia boo. Yeah, Speaking of Yes, Rip Alexi, Rip MF Doom, Rip their shit. Um cuz it's good mostly. Yeah. Uh speaking of Scandinavia, I don't actually have any bands from Scandinavia in my recents, um, so that's kind dude, of a, that's kind of dude. an out. Something that you know was probably ripped from Children of Bodom at one point was uh, this botanist <laughs> album that came out way back. I re-listened Just to. Shut up! It's, it's I know, I know. I'm just like I want to. I want to bring it up again. I just want to bring it up again, very quickly. I understand we talked about it, but I re-listened to Photosynthesis, and um, I mean, obviously, I get the hype. We we got the hype at the time, but um, wow, those those tones, those dulcimer tones are just so weird. It just makes such an interesting album even after listening to it a whole bunch of times and then revisiting it. Like, it's so much different from literally anything else. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but in terms of new stuff that I guess we haven't talked about, the one that I'm really, I guess, not excited to talk about, but I'm, a, like, I'm ready to talk about is um, this second Leviatar album, or Vet Leviat- Leviatar something <laughs> i've literally never listened to this album it's called lightless i didn't listen to it either come you know in 2020 um but i heard their debut that came out in 2017 and i didn't remember what it sounded like but um i did listen to it because i remember the cover and i was really list- and i saw it on one of the uh lists i don't remember whose list and so i was like all right let me check it out and you know what actually some pretty stunning black sabbath worship like the one of the best Black Sabbath worships I've ever heard, with a little bit of post metal influence and a little bit of stoner <laughs> influence. Um, so it makes a lot. It, it, it's like longer form Black Sabbath is the best way I can describe it. Um, and honestly, it works really well. I buy it. I totally buy it. Um, the melodies Imagine are super. To doom metal in twenty twenty one. Literally, the melodies are super sticky. Um, the the Aussie clone is great. Like it, it just it's a, it's a really good sounding album. You can tell this group has been going for now eleven years, even though they're just even though they're just putting out their you know their second album. Um, they block Sabbath themselves. Yeah, and I don't know. This is like kind of a baby band. Um, they don't have any other credits like at all. So I don't know. Go check. Go go check out um, Lightless by. Loviatar, Loviatar. I apologize if there is another way to say that. Um, but they're from Canada, so check them out. I don't know. They're cool. I, I like the I like the I like the lightless album. All right, all right. Um speaking of albums that I never listened to in 2020. Holy shit, dude, Afterbirth is so good. <laughs> yeah, that album's good. After seeing it on like eight lists, I finally gave it a 
the peepment. It's probably the like the most I've ever enjoyed brutal death metal. And that's saying something. Oh, like it's just it's really fully fleshed out. It's really written. Um, the like the hum influence and the um like the I don't not not even death tones. I don't know alternative metal influences there. And it's really lends lends itself to some awesome songwriting moments. The burp vocals are just like <laughs> you like the burp. Yeah, and I don't know. It's a really good album. If it, if we had listened to it before we finished the list, wink. Um, maybe it'd be on there. No. So uh, other than that, also, you know, we mentioned MF Doom passed away. So I've been listening to some of his catalog because I never really, I I've listened to like his whole catalog once, but mostly with friends. So never right. had the chance to dig in, and I've been cranking some Mad Villainy this week, which is you know him and madlib's legendary collab that everyone says you should start with and yeah it's definitely amazing <laughs> yeah <laughs> um he, he knew how to spit no you you go you go back to an album like mad villainy and i don't know i think it's kind of surreal because you forget how good it is like i re i re-listened to spiderland again today and i was like oh my <laughs> god normie oh. alert no, i know but like i was like oh my god like just you notice things that you haven't noticed before, or you just remember how good the songwriting and the instrumentation sounds, and you're just blown away. And I, I mean, it's the same thing with Matt Villainy. Yeah, dude, holy shit! On that, on that collab, like both those guys are at their fucking apex. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's phenomenal. And uh, I don't know, Rip MF man. Rip. Doesn't feel like sucks. Jesus. Does not feel real. Does not feel real. Uh, last album I want to talk about. Actually, I have a few more things. So, you ever heard of this band, Duster? I have heard of this band called Duster. I yeah, hear they're Duster, pretty good. Pretty good. I hear they're pretty good. I've been uh, a at my at my work. I work at Starbucks, and uh, I've had the opportunity to just like play coffee shop music for the past like few days. And well, I've just been if playing Duster is anything, it's coffee shop music. Yeah, so I've been playing some of the Duster albums, and uh, they work really well. And they're so fucking good. Oh my god, it's like you're having this thing. Oh, uh, no, it it is perfect slowcore. Um, hey, look, I've I like their their self title a lot when it came out. Yeah, it's I, uh, I, except I I hadn't given Stratosphere the light of day, so Stratosphere is something else. I know it's on your top or what's it? It's on your like top hundred list or whatever it's on my it's on my best of albums ever i think or at least my personal favorite records like it's just so it's so warm it's so enticing it's so quiet it just it does everything that it wants to do in such a subtle way but still accomplishes it with great stride yeah no phenomenal work and uh last actual album i'll talk about Luna's Call. I know we talked about it last week, but wow, it's really good. Uh-huh. And it's not just like straightforward BT Bam worship. There's a lot of like basically every prog band, a lot of Peth, a lot of Stadon. Yeah, there's um, there's a lot of stuff in there. A lot of Crimson, a lot of Gentle Giant. You definitely hear that all there. And it's it's really good. There's a reason why so many Invisible Orange writers mm. put it on their list. Yeah. Those guys know what they're fucking talking about. Absolutely. Um, Sauce it back to you. All right. I don't really have much else other than. Um, oh yeah, sick. I see sick. All right, so we'll get sick, but I that I don't know. That can maybe lead into our discussion. Um, I want to once again mention the Afski record off Yai Dromer Me Dot 
Apparently, we were living. Apparently, we they're Dutch. Apparently, we were living under a rock uh, because apparently the entire internet knew about this album and we didn't, which Isn't doesn't make a, like doesn't make a lot of sense. R.Y.M. Best of um, for the year? No, oh, I don't think so. Know. At least, but regardless, oh man, stunning. I know I mentioned it last week, and I, I went into a, a little bit of uh, description, but it's just it's just super well not focused melodic black metal, but it's just um, it's really the band knows what they're doing. It's a one man project. You can tell it's a one man project. It's somber. It's atmospheric. It's it's got everything a good modern black metal album should have. Um, and it just keeps me coming back and back because it's just wicked good. Also, apparently this is a big band because their top song on Spotify has a hundred thousand plays. Wow, dude! They're not even black metal anymore. They're poser core. No, literally. Um, but wicked, 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 wicked strong, <laughs> wicked strong uh, guy. So definitely check out Afsky's, uh one from this year, their second album as well. But jumping back to the future in whose eyes by six. In whose eye- oh, actually, 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 I have a, I have something to interject here that's related. Sure. So I listened to a Periphery's live in London, right? Yeah. And during Reptile, they actually got Mikey Goodman to do the spoken word on stage. <laughs> no. no. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. That's funny. No, I know. I heard it and I was like, wait, I don't think that's a track. I think that's him. And then <laughs> Spencer's like, hear it for this guy. That's so funny. But uh, I- yeah, check check out the live album if you haven't. It has some interesting moments. Oh, God. Um, I need to listen to it. I still haven't listened to Live in London. Um, but sorry, is- you can go back to talking about the best gent band that ever gented. Well, after Sam's gaff and goof about uh, sixth on the last podcast episode, I was I was intrigued. Oh, my gaff and goof. You you said at one point um, the worst. Don't you mean the worst shift project? Well, I mean, like, isn't oh. it? <laughs> I mean, all right. Well, obviously it is. But I had to go back and think about like how bad it really was. And it's a great album, dude. It was like my yeah. number ten for twenty seventeen. I know, I know. Um. I was a tiny, tiny bit more underwhelmed on this listen, just because I think that I've under I, I've I've caught in the grass, gotten I ever I've <laughs> I've learned I've learned what makes a better metal song now, and uh-huh. sixth wanks a lot. And they chug a lot, and that's not a bad thing necessarily. Well, I mean, they're ri- it helps that their riffs are literally the best in the business. Yes, true. Um, if anything, my major critique of um the future in whose eyes is that's a little too formulaic song structure wise. Yeah, most of the tracks sound pretty similar. Um, but, there are absolute what, highlights, though. Oh, totally. And but I mean, what makes those original two sixth records so great is their ability to just like. I don't know, fucking go through a labyrinth of sick sort of their uh, metalcore and gent riffs and then inject all these moments of harmony and melody in there. Mm-hmm. Like, let's look at a song like Another Sinking Ship. Like, that song has a hook. It has has a verse, but you'd never know because of the way it, like, weaves in and out of it. Right. And I think it's one of their best songs. No, Whereas no. on The Future In Whose Eyes, the album's pretty, like, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, out. 
Yeah. Which is fine, but it's not it's not the sixth we know and love. Yeah. And no, to no, no. and to mention your I'm gonna interject on your topic a little bit. Um I forgot Spencer was on that record. Yeah, dude, cracks of light. When I heard cracks of when I heard cracks of light, I was like, oh my god, I forgot this song existed. Like completely. Um so I guess it goes to show the, the, the age of mercenaries. Yeah, I guess it goes. I, think, to- I still think that's the best song on the record. Um, I mean, either that or um, fucking uh, Golden Cufflinks. No way, dude! I don't like Golden Cufflinks so much. What? It's a banger. Uh, ride the illusion. No, what? Fuck, fuck ride the illusion. I like that song. I, I like that whole album. album slap. It's a very good album. Definitely check out that record. Um, if you haven't. Which you should have, because that's huge. That's huge. I mean, they're that big. I don't know. Vivid has over a million and a half streams on... uh... Wait, what? Wait, what? Am I... Am I losing it? Most... Everything else has almost under 500,000. Why the hell does Vivid have that many streams? It was probably in a uh, a metal playlist. Blend Street Boom, Blend Street Boom. What? Gosh, dude, don't make me listen to Sixth right now, man. Well, now, yeah, see, you go back, you listen to one Sixth album, and then you're like, all right, I gotta go back and listen to the other, t-. and then you're like, gosh, dude, oh. those, honestly, those first two albums are like 10. <laughs> oh, no, they are both, t- yeah. You can't even, because, I don't know, the first one is kind of an experimental masterpiece, and then the other is just like the best gen album. As the cold rains blow, as the cold rains blow. Great record, sick, great band. I'd love to see them live again. I'm pretty sure they're hard broken up again. I don't, I don't know. Well, no, they did a bunch of shows in like 2017, and then Pin just ceased to exist. I gotta take a look. See, they're definitely. I don't think they're broken up. But regardless, that's not our topic today. You should check out Aliases too. Yeah, check out Aliases. That album's amazing. Like, way better than you think it would be. I believe it. I believe With it. With Joe from Sixth. Yeah. Speaking of shit-tier genres of metal... <gasps> Power Metal sucks. Changed my mind. Um, I just think it's a different value. Of No, I, I agree. I, th- I think that's... Uh, I was going to say, that's probably the point we're going to end up coming to, because, like... At the end of the day, there's a lot of really good power metal, and there's a lot of really good like mellow death or like symphonic, all that stuff that like or folk. It all falls in the same little thing. It just has a very different sensibility and different value structure than the stuff we like. Yeah, it just. I mean, like, I think when I think metal now, I think black metal. But for the other half of the world, they probably think power metal. Which is weird, which is weird, but I think it's true. Because, like, I don't know. One, of my, one time one of my friends, and I've, I told you about this, but I'll tell this story. One of my friends was like, Adam, I like metal. We should talk about this. Some-. And I was like, you like metal? Like, <laughs> like, like that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. I'm like, I, I've never met anyone at my high school other than, you know, yourself and me that like metal. And he's like, yeah. Uh, he was like, he was like, what do you, I was like, like, what do you like? Do you like, like, uh, American <laughs> stuff? Or are you like talking about like Metallica and Megadeth and like, you know, stuff like that? I'm like, 
do you know any of these bands? And I listed like, I was like, Gojira, like Dream Theater, Tool, have you ever heard of these bands? And I was like, no, 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 no. I listened to mostly like, like Scandinavian Mellow Death. And I was like, what? Nani? Hello? Who? Um, and I was like, right. I was like, show me a band. Show me a band. And he showed me Ale Storm. <laughs> and now, Sabaton, and like and Asian Orange, and Jagdpanzer, and Nightwish. I I have full respect for my acquaintance in his, you know, like of Ale Storm. That's fine, but there's a bunch of people that think that way and don't and aren't black metal heads and aren't <laughs> death metal heads and aren't. I mean, I, I guess the prog heads kind of lined up. Uh, yeah, like, up, but. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna my my theory, my game theory, if you oh, will. Please posit your theory. Well, so there are sort of two schools of melodic metal. There's the the prog shit, which obviously we go bananas for, mm-hmm. and then there's the power metal stuff, which comes from heavy metal, and we just never really got into heavy metal, and that's why we don't never really like power metal. I know for me it's a combination of things, but basically anything derived from like the heavy slash power school of like melodic metal just is a hard turnoff. And I, like, okay, no, and like that, that follows through like melodic death metal, uh, symphonic metal, uh, theatrical metal, like, I don't know, whatever, whatever you want to call it, folk metal, like all that stuff. It's, it's more of a traditional melodic sensibility that isn't derived from like, yes, or King Crimson or Rush. Instead, it's from, you know, Judas Priest and Scorpions and like all those bands. It's funny that you mentioned tradition, because I don't know if this holds true, but I wouldn't be willing to bet that if your parents put you on to a band like Judas Priest or Iron Maiden or any of the like, you're going to go into a power metal direction. Whereas Mm -hmm. with us, who found about heavy music through education, through... um, the internet, obviously, you're going to, I don't know why, but, you know, we gravitated toward the harsher edge. And I don't know if those are in any way correlated. Um, no, I feel, but, I feel that. But, like, I, I do think that there is absolutely a traditionalist and purist edge to power metal and heavy metal as a whole. Me, as you know, it's very unchanging. The music hasn't really progressed that much in 30, 40 years. 40 years. <laughs> yeah. So I do think that, well, I'm not making any political statements as it may sound like that when we're using traditional and blah, 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 unchanging vibes. Not, not our intentions. Centrist watch not, out. not our intentions, but I do think that there is something to say for the sort of, um, like, like having your parents introduce you to that. Oh, no, like, totally. I don't know. Like, I think the first time I heard a Tool song was after I watched, like, a YouTube video. About, Mojo. <laughs> it was definitely a Watch Mojo video. So there you go. The first time I listened to metal, quote unquote, was through Watch Mojo. Rather than, like, my dad saying, oh, hey, you know, here's this record. Here's Rob Har- Halford doing <laughs> for 10 minutes. Literally. Um, but, I, I mean, I, to go on your point, I think there's definitely a generational divide when it comes to, like, 
that stuff too. Because if I mean love AMG, but I feel like AMG is emblematic of like the side of metal that we just hate. Because like they always score like gosh, I all those bands way too highly in our opinion, in our humble opinion. I mean and uh, well, I was gonna say, and all the dudes at AMG are like to put it lightly, I love you, AMG, but they're all boomers. I feel like if you're if you're if you're a zoomer and you're getting into metal chances are you're going to see like 9 million gent compilations on youtube and then get into either metalcore or gent and then from there you're going to be like oh what's this funny black metal thing oh cool like i don't know well, I feel, that's I feel too like, happy for i don't know oh, yeah and also like same 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 thing see that's uh, weird i don't understand I never understand the it's too heavy argument. I under, like I actually okay to, to say that again. If you show <laughs> someone who listens to Taylor Swift and Ariana Grande religiously, they're gonna let they're gonna be like, oh, this is too heavy. No shit. But I don't understand like the slow pushback of people in the metal community. Where like if you showed like that acquaintance that I had mentioned one of the earlier unleashed the archers album, which are like, you know, half power metal and half just, you know, straight mellow death. Like, what are you going to like? They, I have a good feeling that they're not going to want that as, you know, a sound that they want to listen to. Well, dude, I mean, harsh vocals in general are just sort of hard for people to get into. Like, it's programmed into us for a variety of reasons. I mean, you can really, you can really only enjoy like extreme metal if you if you like harsh vocals, and that's hard for a lot of people. Like, now, but why? That's a whole other question. Yeah, the, the, this is we're we're not talking about why harsh vocals are, in, are hard to get into, but I think let's at the very least heavy metal, power metal, all those subgenres that are in related um, sounds, they definitely cater towards an audience that prefers you know nice melodic epic singing sure but i think that's kind of the way that society at least for a while was you know programmed i i I was i don't know who showed me this but i saw a video of someone playing some songs from 2011 and like what songs are turning 10 this year and i was like mouth agape like oh my god this is what popular music sounded like 10 years ago and oh my god dude it's not so, so unbelievably different from what it is now and that's that it was just so shocking and you're i mean you're right for a long time the vocal performance was is i mean it still is the emphasis but like that really gaudy um almost like theatric like theatric delivery yes like yeah, James Labreeze. Like, have you heard anyone who soloed or who featured on a Pitbull track from like 2011? It's like just them doing like bullshit in the air. Oh yeah, I know, dude. It, it's, it's so. <laughs> another news. Another news. Adam doesn't remember ten years ago and is a boomer. Adam, dude, we're well, post millennials here. We're not boomers. We're the farthest thing from a boomer there is. Actually. No, well, there's the there's the there's the new kids, but we don't we don't like to talk about the. <laughs> is, there, is there a name for like post Gen Z? Like I mean, there, there's gotta be. I mean, 
I just I, I call them the TikTok generation. No, but no, but I'm talking about the kids that are growing up on TikTok, like the seven year olds that are on TikTok. Yeah, they're Zoomers too, dude. We're just older Zoomers. I don't know, dude. That no, they're getting 20... into dude. The next generation is gonna be fucked in the head. Like you dude, think our you dude, think our stop, memes stop. you think look, you think our memes are weird? You think Amir and like <laughs> That boy are strange. No, dude, I'm scared. Dude, you sound you sound you sound like fucking Bill Meyer being like, "Well, the younger generations fill the snowflakes. They want to see pronouns." Well, now I don't know about that, but there is well, definitely I, going to be an intro interesting sociological change with the next generation and the internet. Boomer Adam, Boomer Adam. Bo- okay, let's talk. Let's talk about metal again. Talk about metal. Um, uh, so power metal sucks. Uh we got it. So also the, the cheese is one thing. Cause I know for me, like I, I I'm, a, I'm in right now I'm wearing a Leviathan shirt on the front is an upside down cross with skulls on it. And the back is the Leviathan logo. And it, and it says the 10th sub level of suicide. Right. Like, obviously I'm an edgy individual. We like I was wearing, a, to, I was wearing a together to the t- star shirt earlier, but I was wearing these pajama pants. We're recording at night for all of you interested listeners. And I so I changed into these pajama pants, and I was like, "Wait, I need to wear the shirt that came with the outfit <laughs> that my grandmother so generously gave me for Christmas." So that's why I was wearing a metal shirt. But I I know where you're going. I know where you're going. Yeah, you know we're edgy, self serious individuals, and sure, power metal can be edgy and self serious. But oh my god, it's too it's it's for lack of a better term, it's too happy and it's too cheesy. Well, it's. It's too wrapped in the the in fun cliche. of it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, the fu- I mean, the fun of it because, like, they're like as we're talking right now, I'm listening to um, "Let There Be Nothing" for <laughs> last album from last year, and like I'm like these lyrics, like they're so bad, like they're just you know they're they're, they're telling a tale about this this fucking knight who was like lost on the battlefield. And like now he's behind enemy lines and it, like it, it's stupid, but like it is having so much fun with it because I don't know it wants to be like the Knight's Tale. It's like t- it, it's your own D and D or role playing game in first person as like a metal musician through an auditory setting. Uh huh. Well, also like it, you know, definitely glor- glorifies war with like <laughs> with <the> man of war. <laughs> Whoa, are we? That's now that's now that's a that's a base opinion, dude. Does power metal is power metal nationalistic? Is power metal enforcing authoritarian regimes? Oh, totally, 100%. Gosh, dude, now I'm listening to like just a a 15,000 Spotify playlist of power metal because you brought it up and i i'm literally dying like everything like the simple drum beats the way like the guitars do like the trade-offy thing as intros before a vocalist does and then like lyrics about like i swing my soul into the drag oh, so dumb and like i know a lot of people like this i look i love dnd i love magic the gathering love fucking high fantasy i have like three fantasy tattoos okay but like it just kills me. It's so dumb. It's so it's too melodic. The vocals are shit. The production's always bad. Oh, it's Sam, relax, deep. relax, relax, bro. Calm down, dude. It's I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> I'm listening to Glory Hammer right now. Okay. All right. Look, as much as I don't want to say it, like 
there's got to be something of there has to be something of substance in those old Halloween albums in those in those old eighties power metal albums. Like, there's got to be something. They're like, still I'm, unlistenable. I'm sure they're still unlistenable, but like, there's got to be at least a tinge of like, okay, I understand why. Like, I I would like 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 you like like. You don't like Judas Priest, but like you'll listen to Judas. respect the priest. Though. Yeah, you respect the priest. Like <laughs> Firepower was probably the best like old band album to come out in the last ten years. Like, yeah, no, it was not... amazing. And like, I mean, I like those classics, and I mean, who doesn't lo- go bananas for Painkiller? No, like, seriously. I feel like if I hadn't heard Painkiller and Rock Band too, I wouldn't like metal. Right. <laughs> like, oh my god. Like. But, uh, and that's yeah, so- no, I respect that stuff, but the thing about power metal is it just goes it just goes too far. And like I say that as someone who likes like beat down deathcore, beat down hardcore, right. where it's like literal me grug think you grug bad music, <laughs> or like or super over the top brutal death metal, or like porno grind. Like I love the over the top music. I love fucking harsh noise, but something about power metal it just it ticks all the wrong boxes, and I hate it so much. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Gosh, dude, I'm listening. To, I'm listening to freaking, to freaking uh, Halloween now because like you brought them up, and it's just I hate. I can't, man. Like it's the same. All this is what this is what normies always say about metal, and what a lot of people say about like black metal. But all the songs are just like, oh, generic guitar riff intro. Oh, now it's getting faster. Oh, they're doing the and the guys soaring and then it goes into a chorus and you get a solo and like yeah i i get it i understand and and like i there's very little power metal that i i genuinely enjoy i can i can i can name the bands that i like on my hand (laughs) on one one hand on one hand so like, well, I mean, look, that, the thing is, is, like, there's a lot of good power metal. Like, there's, I, I appreciate good music at the end of the day. Yeah. But I guess, like, the reason why, I, like, I mean, I love the Unleashed the Archers, Judicator, pretty cool. And I like music with elements of power metal. But I think the reason why I like the, these bands so much is, like, A, they're amazing songwriters. And B, it's not too much. Yes. They, well, they no, have a fair amount of restraint. It, it's not too much. And, like, I don't know. Like, yes. Britney does do the power metal awe. She does. And yeah, but it, it, it is as cheesy as it comes. But, like, I don't know. Like, Unleash the Archers does enough cool stuff to the point where, like, that gets lost after the first yeah, no, I agree. 30 seconds of the track. And the songs are really interesting and they're really cleverly done, like, at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, they all, they're good musicians and they're writing good music, even if it is, you know, hinging on the power metal line. And I don't know, I think that way about Judicator, who, at least on my favorite album, The Last Emperor, is like, they incorporate speed metal, which I know that's a whole thing about what's speed metal, but... I don't think I've um, ever listened to, like, speed metal. Don't. Not worth your time. But, like... It makes the fa- it makes the power metal that like it, you know we're complaining about just like ten times like th- two times faster and just like kicks it up to like a punk pace and I don't know I think it works really well but I think the oh, experimentation dude, dude, is I'm listening to the epic and melodic playlist on Spotify right now and I want to die I heard Nightwish into a Levite into Alestorm I'm gonna ca- I'm gonna pass out bro I'm gonna I, I can't. 
I can't well, anymore. All right, so so I want you to listen to, um, I don't know, listen to like either one of the two new Orden Ogan singles, and I want to hear your opinion. I've listened to Wait, both. Orden Ogan? What? Orden Orden Ogan? What do you mean Orden Ogan? They're like the they're oh. like huge. All right, sorry, it took me a second. Heart of the Android. Yeah, listen to one of those. Listen to both of those singles, and we'll we'll return to that. And I want to hear your opinions on both of them because I have two very different opinions on those songs. No, I know, I know. You guys Dude, can't. I see can't. Them, I can't. But... I'm fucking ten seconds into Heart of the Android. I'm gonna die. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. Spoiler alert. I prefer in the dawn of the AI to uh, <laughs> Heart of the Android. <laughs> um, but All right, let's 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 hear in the dawn of the AI. Maybe it's better. I mean, it's a metal song. That's okay, already so it's a, kind of a nice riff. Yeah, right. It's got a, it's got a good riff, right? It, you know, it's cheesy. There absolutely is. There's got to be something that. Pop- metal can bring a lot of time on flash metal or shred it as its users lovingly call and there's this mm-hmm. there are like several people that just go bananas for power metal no, of course and uh the reason why they like it but right so it not only does it pump you up but it puts you in a good mood and it can explore or the darker element too far which is sort of why we like prog so I want to go back, and one of the first metal albums that Sam and I had the displeasure of listening to off the internet was, um, fuck, I can't remember the name of the album, but it was an album, it was the 2017 Arion album, The Source. Oh gosh, dude, stop. And now, like, I I will say to the end of time... That album has very little substance. There, there, there is not. Dude, I hate Arion. I can't. I. There's very little that I like about that record. But you know what? I kind of get it. And if it was a little heavier, I would actually like it. I mean, whatever his name is is like a pretty gifted composer. I just hate his songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just... well, um, it's like, like power metal is like that genre where like every vocalist is just James Labrie. Yeah. Do you think that if all power metal was composed as well as Arion was, then like there would be a a, a well, more... is, I mean, I just find finally the sonic palette and like the aesthetic really off putting because like I've actually like I've listened to the Brothers Metal album like five times and it's pretty good. It's just I just don't. Like... I told you it's pretty good. <laughs> like I just don't. I hate power metal, but it's yes, pretty you good. Hate power metal, but like it's pretty good. Like, look, there's some meat on the bones, and there's a reason why a lot of people like it, and there's a reason why it's really popular in Europe. Yeah. And, like, also, it has, I don't know, like, dumb fantasy music has its place, and when, when like, Gygax slaps, <laughs> that's heavy metal, I don't know. That's heavy metal. Well, are we, but, are we, are we in the same camp that, like, what makes heavy metal and power metal so different? Is it just the over-the-top? of it well it's all also i mean th- this isn't like an end-all be-all but power metal tends to be a little bit faster have a little bit more dramatic vocal oh, yeah. more focus on virtuo- virtuosity mm-hmm. that's another th- re- thing to give power metal like whoever plays it or they're fucking gods at oh yeah instrument. i mean and even, vocals. even even like 
Ailstorm, who we shit on constantly. Like, oh yeah, no, those guys know what they're doing. Holy, uh, they're, that's folk metal on them. There Dude, is, let, there is Adam, plenty bro, of genre metal. Adam, bro, why do you have a Corpaclani back tattoo? Shit. <laughs> Why'd you get it, man? What prompted that? <laughs> it was it was impulse, dude. <laughs> no. Vodka. 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 I don't know. I think all right, anyway, back to Warden Ogan, because I wanted to talk about this. I like yeah. in the Dawn of the AI. I think the song is fine. It's like, fine, but like I hate everything about it. Well, okay, when AMG gives the new Orton Ogan album a five, you're going to be like, why did they give it a five? And then that's why. I'd rather listen to Pain of Salvation than this shit, dude. Dude, I don't know about that, dude. <laughs> I don't dude, know. Dude, you don't even like Passing Light of Day, SMH. You're, you're passing a line there. I'm not sure if I fully... Dude, I don't know. I need to go back and re-listen to Passing Light of Day again, because... That album you just so- got filtered. You just got filtered by passing light today. Admit it, it. It's so sur- it's so surreal. Listen, I don't know. Uh, like speaking of bad prog albums, why do we like a band like Haken so much, but dislike a band like Sabaton so much? When at the end of the day, they're not that different. Um, I think we like the breakdown, and I think we like the switching of styles that per- and like. Power Metal has its emphasis on clearly telling a story, whatever it may be. And it wants to to do that in the, like, most impressive and muscular form that it... Or form that it can take. It just wants to be the best form it can take. There's no... There's very little room for experimentation in that because of purely the fact that they're trying to get that story out. Also, I mean, I I feel like I, I like gosh, who's the who's the dude that was vocal? Who's vocalist for Symf- Symphony X for like a million years, and he's done a bunch of other stuff. I have no. Like, he sounds like James Labrie, or James Labrie sounds like yeah. him. But like, I mean, I don't know. I also like we like the prog delivery. I think we like. The, like I, well, it's I, not. I, it's not too much. Yeah, it's 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 restrained there, because like I'm sure like Haken for their some of their their stuff is prog power. Like visions is pretty prog power, I'd say. Yeah. But like, you you can always tell that like Ross is holding back. He's never letting it all go, and the compositions aren't just guitar intro. It's no the the prog is is prog. It is you know very odd structure. You know it switches around a lot. Where power metal absolutely follows a very formulaic approach to songwriting not a bad thing because it makes it more accessible and it, it you know what you're getting yeah but, uh, oh, gosh i just i don't know one of these days i'm gonna i'm gonna like throw on a yag panzer record and just go be like adam this is the best thing i've ever heard the best album i've ever heard no i don't know but, like that, no, sorry. let me go on like arse so but, oh also i want to talk about this like when it comes to like power metal, it, of like the big metal subgenres, there's not that much of it. No, I disagree. There's no there's... well, sorry, because if, if you go on like metal archives, right, mm-hmm. and you click on black metal, there's forty thousand bands. If sure. you click on power metal, there's eight thousand bands. No. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, now another thing. How how much of that? 
how much of power metal is lost into like heavy or folk or symphonic? Heavy or folk or symphonic? Just yeah, because like I don't know, Nightwish like is a symphonic metal band technically. But like, well, how okay, much- so there are three thousand symphonic bands. We add them to power up to eleven thousand. That's still a fourth of black metal. Yeah, but actually, black metal has. Um, I'm looking. I don't know where you're getting your numbers from. This black metal says forty thousand on metalum. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, I thought you said uh, eleven. I don't know where I got heard. Oh, no, I said eleven thousand, which is like the amount of power metal bands plus the symphonic metal bands. Oh, I don't even. Okay, all right, fine. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's more technically demanding. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I think it's also niche here. No, well, it's niche. It's also not as pop. Like thing about thing we we never like taught, realize with black metal because we're zoomers is like there was a moment in time where it was just it was everything. It was metal. Like when post mayhem, post emperor, post burzum, like. The explosion that that rung around the world was giant, and basically everyone was being p- black or death metal. Sure, I mean that and, that uh, makes sense. Power metal never really had that explosion. Well, I feel like even if we go on prog metal on this uh, on metal, um, like how many bands are there? There's only eleven thousand bands on prog, and like I don't know, I think prog is a pretty giant genre, and that's also excluding, you know, all of gent. the all gent and all I guess adjacent metal core that follows into falls into that progressive category. Um, uh, got, gothic metal's its own thing too. Wow. Yeah, gothic metal. Well, because like, all right, think about that draconian record from last year. Like, that's not a power metal album, but it is gothic. Oh, gosh, it's gothic yeah. death doom. <laughs> gosh, I. Well, so Adam, what, what's like the bigger point we're trying to make? Power metal sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the point we're trying to make is that power metal is a very niche genre, and unfortunately, because of the lack of experimentation and um, variety within the scene itself, it just kind of becomes an inbred, um, I guess, a stagnant genre that we we don't like the oral palette of to begin with. But we love black metal, and that's very samey. True, but black metal's evolved. Black metal, black metal, <laughs> black metal has changed over the last thirty years. Where I feel power metal has not, except in terms of production. Fair. I don't know if yeah, that's know. completely true, but well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I guess at the, at the end of the day, power metal is a very niche sound, and it does its niche well. And there are a lot of people that really love that. Yeah, but it doesn't really reach outside of that the way like a genre, like a subgenre, like black metal does. Like with black metal, you got chaotic black metal, atmospheric black metal, progressive black metal, shoegaze, black sorry, black gaze, and then you have different combinations of black metal with basically every other subgenre. And with power metal, it's power metal. And you can't, you can't really like. As soon as you start taking out little pieces of the power metal formula, it becomes something else. Like you, you replace the vocals yeah. with harsh; it's melodic death metal. You, re, you replace like the the keyboard with something else; it's symphonic. No, like I don't know. There's there's only so much you can do to uh, while retaining the power core. You know, I think the problem with, at least for us with power metal, is that like going back to a genre like gothic metal 
that on here has on Metalum has um, you know four thousand entries. Like the problem I think is that for whatever reason, and I think it might be just because it is huge in Europe, but like we hear so much about power metal, even though there is such a lack of it. Like pe people love it so much, and the media obviously responds to that and kind of blows it out of proportion into this. It's a spectacle, and it is literally the point of the music is to be a spectacle, and it does that in real life and in song. And I, yeah. I don't. Maybe that makes me a little uncomfortable, just because, like, I don't know. It just it works. It, it does exactly what it wants to do, and it better than almost any other metal genre. I mean, obviously, we're t we talked about Children of Bodom earlier, but like, how, you know, like. Everyone being like, whoa, Alexi's death, that's huge news. And like, granted, the band is huge, but like, to have such widespread appeal from a lot, a lot of, you know, big, really big music heads, like, that's kind of interesting to think about. Uh huh. Well, also, I mean, at least for like, like, we just kind of have a strict aversion to melody. Like, I think the reason why we really like a lot of extreme metal. And like noise is because we don't really like the the focus on like storing vocal melodies that a lot of popular music has. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously, metal is an alternative to that for us. But a lot of people don't have that aversion, so right. Hence, power metal's enduring popularity, and like why it's a gateway for a lot of people. True. Now that being said, can you turn a power metal head into a black metal head? Uh, it depends what priorities they have. I mean, a lot of people just like in order to like black metal, you have to like harsh vocals and you have to like non-traditional like sonic aesthetics. And a lot of people yeah. just don't have that, which is fine. But I mean, black metal is also ludicrously popular. So just to a lesser extent, I don't know. I think I think it depends a lot on like. This is, is it OK? Is it to a lesser extent or. Is it just more spread? It's spread more thin because of the amount of black metal that there is out there. Well, hear me out, hear me out. I was going to I was going to say it's I think it's a cultural thing cuz like the reason why black metal's been huge in Scandinavia in particular is cuz Scandinavia just had a very different popular music trajectory than us. They have a lot more dissonant uh, pop hits. They have uh, uh they 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 embrace weirder scales. Um and their folk culture like their folk songs from like the 14th century they still play today and a lot of people are still familiar with those and they're pretty Are hard you telling me that ABBA is no I'm kidding um uh, you, you know what I mean you know what I mean no I mean you're absolutely right like, like in a, in a, Merker just made the fucking the folk album like the fucking yeah and it's, it's haunting it's really it's crazy yeah. and like if you like in at least in America and in Britain, which is we're like in Germany actually, where like power metal are like probably at their at their biggest. Like we just have a very different like cultural musical history and like embrace of these things. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, we're more we're we're less willing, at least most I'd say most Americans are less willing to accept like, you know, extreme metal or the way that Scandinavia has. Well yeah, I mean I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go so far as to say that um I, I think that Scandinavia's even not even musical history, but just you know traditional history is is not even it's not Western like it, it's not 
yeah, that, yeah. Like the what happened? Like even if they had you know the ties and obviously the you know the big wars with with England and Germany and all you know everything around their area, like the history of France, England, Spain, and you know all that Western coast is just so much different. Oh, so different. And like Scandinavia never really colonized the way like we have. Oh. So oh, like, I mean, I don't know. they got Iceland, and then they all fought over Iceland. And that, that yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I mean, it. yeah, this is this is a much broader conversation, but I think there's definitely a like, you know, I like to think of black metal as a fundamentally Scandinavian genre. I think most people would agree with that. Yeah. And like black and power metal is a American and a British genre, mm-hmm. and it's very much those things. It features like, if you want to get really academic, like power metal at its essence is about colonization because it's all it's all about the glory yeah. of the individual and the battles they fight and the fantasies that they make of those battles and black metal i mean it's it's about nature it's about the individual it's about uh personal reflection i think more than anything else yeah but uh, i don't know power metal I, shit <laughs> I, I don't i don't think power metal as a genre is bad i don't think that any genre is just bad yeah, no, there's merits to absolutely everything. I mean, it's just kind of, well, it doesn't suck because we have our preferences, but we just happen to have aesthetic preferences that don't necessarily align with the priorities of power metal. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think I think that that's the biggest thing to take away is that, like, you know, we can say a genre or a band sucks left and right, but, you know, everyone's going to like what they're like. And obviously, these groups are so goddamn popular, so someone's got to like them. Yeah, I mean, um, we, we, we don't need to, to tell, like, I don't know, Ale, Alestorm doesn't need, like, two post-millennial shitheads approval. Literally, when, yeah. When, you know, they're, they're, they're very successful. Mm-hmm. And same thing for all the other power metal bands. Right. And on that note, this is a short one. Because I don't know. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know how much more we can really. No, yeah, I mean, I think that's like a natural ending point. It just so happens that, like, the past month we've been having two hour podcasts because there's so much to talk about in 2020. Yeah. December is, I guess, kind of loaded in that way. But um, the one thing, the one, the one news article, because let's be real, literally, like. No news. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, is there more? Uh, is there more Beer Factory news? Um no I'm I'm check oh god oh Jesus oh gosh this is scary what um no I'm I'm checking the Georgia right we're recording this as oh. the Georgia runoff results are coming in and I'm checking those and right now they're fluctuating they are fluctuating very heavily um Ooh, okay well in, in the in world life, of metal <laughs> I was gonna say there's not like we had unfortunately Ale- Alexi Laiho's death mm-hmm. big F that's the biggest F. Um, that's also some, definitely oh, the biggest story of the uh, of the year. We can oh we can we can go through the the I'm on I'm on metal sucks and these metal albums turn twenty in 2021. Oh gosh, uh, would you mind linking it? I will link it. Um, the linky, the linky. Uh, <laughs> it, is, it is in that chat. Uh, I'm just gonna go through. Oh gosh, um, Iowa turns twenty-one. G- Iowa turns twenty. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I know all the. I know a lot of these bands. I don't know like the old Avenged Dude, Seven. We got to. We got to look at old Acrecoff. Apparently, it's great. So, hot take. I think all Acrecoff is good, but um, 
Bolt Thrower, Honor, Valor, Pride. That album's 10. Um, Jane Doe turns 20 this year. Holy shit. That's a big, that's, that's big news. Um, yeah. I'm trying Gosh. to find some other ones. Other, uh, some other. Demu Borgir, Puritanical Euphoric Misanthropy. Drowning Pool, Sinner. <laughs> Emperor Prometheus, the discipline of fire and demise. Oh gosh, gosh! Every time I die. Mm-hmm. Thanos, classic. Everyone, uh, everyone's Factory. favorite. Yeah. Oh, gosh, dude. Gojira. Oh wow. Terran Cognita turns twenty. Mm-hmm. The Gojira mm-hmm. Boomer Band. Yag Panzer. <laughs> uh, King's X. Yep. Dude, I gotta go back to King's X. Creator? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we both really enjoy uh, that. Did the yeah, Mastodon a... demo come out, or EP come out? Yeah, Life's Blood. Life's Blood. Gosh, um, My Dying Bride. Oh, man, Nickelback. <gasps> Black Oh, my Water God, yeah, dude. Yeah, Parker? I always forget. 2001 has Jane Doe, Blackwater Park, and Lateralis. Like, <laughs> Imagine being like 18 in 2001 and just going <laughs> to all these shows and on like DMT. You're losing your mind. Gosh, dude. Holy shit. Yeah, Blackwater Park might just be the best dumb of all time. So. Uh, Prowler in the Yard came out in 2001, too. Wait, what? Pig Destroyer. The oh, Pig Destroyer. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It took me a second. God uh, hates us all. Came out on 9-11. Yep. Rammstein. Mutter. Wait. Wait. Toxicity came out in 2001. Yeah, Jesus Christ, dude. 2001 was so good. Damn. Oh, my God. Yeah, Wild list. Oh, gosh. Static. Oh, Static X is big album. Machine. Mm-hmm. You push it. You push it. Gosh, man. Are we, get, are we just going to do 20-year retrospectives for all these? I guess so, dude. Dude, Corey Taylor's giving up sugar for 2021. Dude, Corey... <laughs> I watched. I finally watched Fantana's like worst songs of 2020. Yeah, and dude, the, dude, the oh my! I mean, I mean, you've listened to the song. Yeah, I know. I, Grant sent me it. The, you're gonna have to bleep that out. My friend sent it to me the day it came out, and he was like, "Sam, uh, this song is probably the worst thing I've heard in a long time. It's a rap like rock new metal song from Corey Taylor." And that's uh, all I needed to Dude, if you haven't listened to CMFT, do yourself a disservice and go listen to it right now. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. I feel like psycho or, or I feel like psychosexual was overhyped for me. Cause I've I've heard it heralded as like the worst thing to happen to metal on like eight publications. And I feel like it's not actually that bad. It's just mediocre and cringy. No, I, I think it's just mediocre and a cringe. I, I agree with the psychosexual hate. Um, like, I feel like CMFT is a, a worse song than, like, Let the Sin Begin. Oh, yeah. It's just not as cringy. Yeah. Yeah. You push it. Gosh, now we have... Okay, Adam, let's be real. We doing a Static X podcast or what? I have only listened to one Static X album, and it was the one from last year. You listened to it? I'm sorry, dude. It, it was not fun. Um... Okay, I think rip, that rip Wayne though. Yeah. I think that Static X kind of falls into a similar category as Power Metal purely because of its 
electronic elements taking a very large seat at the uh, Sonic table. All right, I'm just gonna we're just gonna gloss over whatever you just said. Uh, Metallica streamed one billion times on Spotify in 2020. That's disgusting. Um, so for for those, did you okay? Sorry, other sorry. No, you go. I'll and then I was gonna say. For uh, for we, we always mean about how Spotify doesn't pay its artists. I think a fun little uh, tidbit of info. So me and Adam have a all of our. We're not going to disclose our, our band's name, but we have our band on Spotify. Um, and so far we have made a total of fifty eight cents from the platform. So <laughs> so I hope Metallica is enjoying their like million in streaming revenue. Yeah. Um, sorry. I- I didn't mean to interrupt, but have you heard Flesh God Apocalypse's cover? Dude, of, dude, uh, I literally saw. I I was scrolling through. I gotta listen to it. Right I, I heard now. it. I heard it. It's hysterical. I I listened to it when it came out. Hysterical. Like it's exactly what you think it's gonna be, and it's great. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Flesh God Apocalypse is a band that I don't know. I think. We have a positive relationship with Flesh God Apocalypse, and I inside think inside and outside. I think it's just because <laughs> the band is so technically proficient that, like, you can't even hate their music. Because if you do, you're just you, you're not doing a service to their talent. Oh my god, <laughs> this is amazing! I know, right? And oh yeah, when, I mean, dude, I like honestly, I like Flesh God Apocalypse. Like, I feel like they have yeah. a pretty consistent discography. No, oh, yeah, they do. Um, and I mean, it's it's heavy in the way where it's just like there is so much happening at one time that you just kind of like you get lost in it. I feel like we we even kind of undergraded um, Valena. Like, Valena's a really good record. And probably. But yeah, I, don't, I don't think it's better than like King or or like Agony, but no, nah, dude, Oracles is the best Flesh God record. What do you mean? Actually, what, okay. What is our no. Say what is our no? YF? Literally, that was my first thought. Dude, <clears throat> knowing our way, they're gonna put <laughs> they're gonna put Oracles. Yeah, probably. I got there first, and it absolutely is Oracles. Yeah, I told you. Not by a lot, but. Um, yeah no oh yeah no Valena is the is the second highest. Yeah. Wait, King is their lowest. What? King is definitely better than Labyrinth at the very least. That I can agree with. Sort of King though. <laughs> okay, yeah. let's be real though. Flesh God doesn't have a bad album. No. Dude, I remember I remember listening to to Labyrinth as like my first Tech Death album and just losing it. Like, how can music be this heavy? Oh, music. Oh my god. Dude, I'd love, I dude, dude, I'd go bananas to the violation live. Oh yeah. Who wouldn't? If if the whole pit isn't erupting, you're doing it wrong. Ugh. Speaking of pits erupting. Oh yeah. Uh no, dude, there's literally no news this week. Like yeah. rip rip the two big people. We should talk about the list of lists though. The list the list. Oh, yes, we should talk about the list of lists. Like, and then that'll be a nice like Oh, oh shit, dude! I'm I'm looking at the election results right now. Oh no! Don't, wor- don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Sam, <laughs> so I'm scared. Still got a lot of votes to come in. Still got a lot of votes. I know. I know. All of our listeners want to hear about American oh, politics. Oh, 
all that I wear. <laughs> um, I'm still listening to the Flesh God song. Uh, all right. Yeah, so let's talk about the list list. Yeah, so um, this is, I believe Heavy Blog also does this. But Heavy Blog hasn't released their list yet. Heavy blog. I mean, heavy blog always drops literally the best list of the year. We're waiting on you, Nick, yeah. Eden, and the guys, or in yeah. the in the individuals because a few of them are envy. Yeah. Um. But yes, send. Uh. I'm gonna find the list of lists again. There yeah. Is. So, invi- or was it NCS or Invisible Oranges? Well, NCS, NCS. They 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 combine like basically every medalist of the year, like all the top X medalists of the year. And then they they averaged all the scores, and then they made. I'm a not. List of I'm, it. I'm not surprised. I'm not at all surprised by what. They oh chose. yeah, dude. This is like the way every year. It's always interesting to see because you get to see like sort of the um. Uh, gosh. Sorry, you just got to see a congregate of like the metal criticism communities, like favorite albums and then it normally skews for bigger bands and for like un- critical darlings mm-hmm. which is quite obvious but just it's important to note that so do you want to go from the bottom up or no i'll go from the bottom up okay uh so in the the bottom 10 are undergang black dolly murder midnight Oliver, afterbirth mellow carpeton jabalba my dying bride protest the hero and Puron. so i'm actually surprised by a few of these picks i'm really i'm surprised, surprised undergangs there I'm so, well, Undergang came out so late in the year that I didn't really expect it to get much traction. Um, I'm also kind of surprised that um, Peron and Milo Carpeton got a lot of coverage. Not on the fact that they're not good albums, because they both are very good albums, but like that's kind of not... I mean, it, it, that's heavy. Like That stuff is not easy to listen to. You're um, huge. And Mel Carbaton got a lot of really positive coverage early in the year. Like it was covered on Toilet of Hell, NCS, Invisible Oranges. Yeah. And, and of like, course, yeah. Yeah, and Stereogum too. So our, all, our, the, all the major points. I I will say protest should be higher. Well, of course it should be higher. Um, Dude, but, I'm sorry. We should have put that as a number one. Um CBS has called a toss up for the election result. Nandeska? Um, that's what CBS called. No one else called that. At least 77% are reporting. I agree. I understand. Well, yeah, I know. You should trust the Associated Press, by the way, for all uh, U.S. election results. Just saying. Um, anyway, back to the list. You got some pretty based picks here in the uh, 30 to 40 range. Yeah, you can go ahead. Louis Stirars, Vile Creature, Defeated Sanity, Intronaut, Essoc Trillium, Atramentus, Uada, Unleash the Archers, Armored Saint, and Spectral Lore, and Mercognum. Dude, get Armored Saint out of there. And dude, get, yeah, get take Uada, a, get Uada out of there too. They, like, yeah, that Uada album sucks. Well, it doesn't <laughs> suck. It's just the, okay. The anti. What, gosh, what what is like the monologue in the third song where it's like the cringiest political thing I've ever heard? I don't know, but you know what I do know is the 2018 Uada album was great, and this one is not. I mean, the previous two are great. I feel like Jin's and like Jin has like two good songs. I don't know, whatever. Uh, the rest, it, you know what? The biggest thing that comes to mind when I'm looking at this is like it just makes me realize how much of a normie I am and how much of a like how mainstream our tastes really are. Well, it's weird because, well, no, we just have. I don't think it's normie. It's just the same taste as metal bloggers because we're so deep into that. 
Because like, will, hey, yeah, I will say we in our top ten we always have like one or two picks that no one else does, and this year was Couchlet. Yeah, that's true. Dude, what the frick, dude? Why are people? Why are people getting into Couchlet? I know. Well, it's always the noise albums. Like we, oh, like I didn't single publication mentioned Bible songs last year. But there was also a ton of hype for Miss Piss. I saw a ton of actually. I saw, um, you know what I've been reading is the Converge list from each member of Converge. Oh, they're, really? Yeah, no, dude, that's based. Nate's yeah. piss. Nate's list is based. They're all really good lists, and I think each and every one of them mentioned both Couch Slut and Miss Piss, um, both of which are noise rock albums fronted by females that deserve your attention. Yeah, they're good. Um I'm a Chelsea Wolf simp. Uh, okay, maybe. I, okay, I gotta listen to a friggin' Intronaut again. You know, actually, Deep Cuts. Um, that was the only metal album on his best of list for the year. Oh, really? Yep. Interesting. Um, and I mean, it's I mean, a good record. I've only listened to it a few times, though. Interesting record. I mean, Sasha from Intronaut is an awesome dude. He's done a lot of really cool stuff, but in a, yeah, I don't know. Oh. Uh, this list is pretty pretty much to be expected. Let's go 30 to 21 with Gulch, Fate's Warning, Wayfarer, Cryptic Shift, Wake, Enslaved, Thy Kettle Falk. I'm sorry. And all McFath, Killer Be Killed, and Paradise Lost. So, oh. uh, uh, mostly, have, mostly good. I mean, I have, I think this is like, this is heavy normie territory right here. You have Killer yeah. Be Killed, you have Fate's Warning, you have Anal McFath, Paradise Lost. Die catafalque, even to a certain extent, and enslaved. Yeah, um, and I don't I think any of those records are that good. No, I mean Wayfair is really good. Cryptic Shift's obviously good, and Gulch is obviously great. Mm-hmm. I makes you feel like an like <laughs> it really does make me feel like a normie though, because like the one hardcore record we really like is of course the one hardcore record everyone <laughs> and their mom likes. Well, yeah, um, I don't know, but there's always the gems. Like I feel like in three months we'll find a hardcore record from 2010 that we're like. I mean, like when you heard when you heard when you heard the Amygdala album this year from last year, you were like, "I shit my pants." <laughs> yeah, no, I remember listening to that and being like, "Hardcore sucks," and listening to it again, being like, "Hardcore is amazing." Yeah, hardcore is amazing. I want to go to some more hardcore shows when the world opens up. Oh yeah, me too. Uh, twenty to eleven. Uh, twenty to eleven. I can read twenty to eleven. Uh, we got Necrot, Mister Bungle. Lamp of Mirror Mirror, Paul Bearer, Svalbard, Paysage D Bear, Habukrunu, Black Curse, Catatonia, Sirith Ungle, and Spirit Adrift. I actually wanted to mention, and I didn't mention this earlier, today I listened to Air of Eclectic Romanticism. I think this one's called. Ecliptical Romanticism by Lamp of Mirror Mirror. I've literally never heard of this record. Um Yeah, it's it's fucking great. We talked about it last um Last week. Oh yeah, it's that. It's that okay. Well, go, goes to show you how much I know about music, right? Yeah. Although half yeah, of it is, there are a few tracks that are like just Dungeons and tracks. They're like two minutes, but like the black metal tracks, like yeah, they go yeah, so hard. It's, it's the edgy album cover. Yes, it's the edgy um, album cover. Yeah, I don't know. I'm this. This seems pretty standard. Um. I'm not surprised by any of these, but wow, that Catatonia album does not deserve that spot um, at all. I'm, I'm sorry, that high. I'm not, dude. Everyone loves Paul and, Bear. Even dude, Evolve got shafted. Evolve got shafted every. 
Look, Fantano, I'm sorry. You you fucked up, dude. And you made the whole world fuck up with you. I'm calling Fantano out. Dude, let's, let's just be real. <laughs> beef with yeah, Fantano. Yeah, beef with Fantano. Um, Oh, hey, if you want to grow the, to grow the channel, that's one way um, to do it, right? <laughs> Anthony Fantano, I will drop a whole lot of red. Oh, we, we love. Uh, the top 10 is uh, yeah, you want to read that one? Sure. Uh, yeah. Eternal Champion, boo. <laughs> the Ocean, boo. Sweven, Code Orange, Imperial Triumphant, Ember Thrundle, and Thou. All I'm glad Napalm, Death, Pazuzu, Deftones, and Aronzi Pazuzu. Oh, this is this is like the most by the like I will say it's it's kind of funny because you can excuse me. You can tell how much sway the individual invisible oranges and in NCS lists have <laughs> yeah. because Sweven is up here. Because no. I haven't seen Sweven. Well, I mean, they just they just put out so many guys, lists that they I mean, have to, you know, put all their ducks in their own row. I mean, look, Sweven's a great album, um, and Code Orange is here because they're gigantic. Ocean's here because everyone likes the ocean. Everyone likes Eternal Champion too for some reason, but uh, <laughs> look, they just great. went I over one like that, that music. music. And uh, yeah, for like an hour. But uh, no, this is pretty much to be expected. I'm kind of surprised that Napalm Death. No, so I don't think I'm not. I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised or disappointed because, like, I, I do think that album's got some meat on its um, on its bones. So I'm not mad. I am, like I said, I'm glad Aronzi Pazuzu got the top spot. I mean, they deserve it. And Mestar, dude, it's Mestarin. Yeah, that the best album. And, and like, great. I think for overall yeah. appeal, like that album definitely deserves it. Uh, but but that is something also interesting it's is how far we've come, and that's the number one, and not Ohms. Because like Ohms is two. Ohms is I, I don't. Two, right? I think it's really interesting that Aronzi Pazuzu, random ass Finnish psychedelic black metal band that we heard in 2016. Well, I mean, now they're a nuclear, nuclear blast. blast, but like <laughs> I don't know. It's so crazy because. You would I, I don't know. I would have not expected their claim, their 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 rise to fame in such a drastic manner. Um, four years ago. I mean, it's funny because we say that, and you go on Spotify, and like they're big. Actually, no, doesn't like Virat. Yeah, it's not. Like it's not. It's plays. not a ton. Because like, I mean, I don't know. Look, they're dude. I mean, at the end of the day, their music's incredibly unique yes. and it's incredibly I'm not, good. Look, I'm not arguing against. Um, those songs. I'm not arguing against the starring Adam hates I, I, I say <laughs> in the upcoming Best Albums of 2020 article that will be released very soon, we promise. We, we, mean, we, we mean that. We mean that. Um, we mean it. Uh, I do say that uh, look, dude. Look, we're, we're setting our calendars to June first. We'll get out, <laughs> get out by June first. Yeah, no. Nassar and Kinsey is probably my favorite record of the year in pure and just pure like favoritism, like not not based on quality, but merely based on personal preference. My but Adam, my sisters and brothers, I I, I, so I, prefer, I prefer Aronson Pazuzu to that album. 
my, my favorite record of the year that you, you never even talked about. You never even mentioned it once. What album's that? One second. <laughs> I got it. One, one second. Uh, is the album, my favorite record that Adam just hates is Jay Beeb's Changes. That is my favorite record of the year. That is. Bro, you got that? Yeah. Stop. Our audio quality should sound infinitely better on this episode. If it does, please give us some feedback uh, if you care to. Yeah, like, comment, like, comment subscribe. subscribe. Follow us on Spotify, Twitter, everything. Yeah, um, but I don't know. We're using a different um, way to record this, rec- this episode. Um, so if it does sound better and you like the changes that we've made, you know, leave a comment. Leave- them changes by thundercat featuring ariana Gr- uh, also next week we're uh, talking about the best between the bird and we record we are talking their self-titled uh, we are talking about coma ecliptic um next week which is going to be exciting as i sigh and shake my i've listened up. to coma ecliptic like 30 times I so i'm ready um well, we're going to see what Adam thinks of Coma Ecliptic. Dude, I guarantee... Okay, early predictions for those who actually listen to this episode. All three of them. Adam, favorite song. Actually, knowing you, it's probably going to be... Eh, I don't know. I'm going to go... I'm going to say a Coptic Stroll. I think you'll appreciate a Coptic Stroll. Alright, well, we will see when we return next week on the PM Metal Guide podcast. Yeah. I was waiting for you to say you've been Sam, but that's fine. Oh, I've been Sam. I'm Adam. Uh, check us out on everything next yeah. week. Call my Anthony Fantano forever. <laughs>